from Shootcast, our round 11 review. Joining me on the line, as always, is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Hello, Casho. Happy Rugby Union, happy Shoot Shield, happy, and all those sorts of things. Happy Ashes. I was hoping to catch some Ashes tonight. Looks like we're delayed to lunch. I know that will disappoint my other co-host, Andrew Swain. How are you, Swainy? I'm very well. It just gives us enough time to squeeze in a little shoot cast and, you know, maybe watch the Wally doco or something and mm. then uh, and just try and stay up. Um, I'll be hitting the um, the Coke Zeros, I reckon. What time's, what time's lunchtime in Birmingham? Australian it's about time. 10 o'clock, so we should be right. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> see how we go. Uh, it's been an enthralling test match, so... Uh, Let's hope it continues that way in the ashes. Now, uh, we're diverging uh, sports here. Let's get back on the rugby. Super Rugby is all done and dusted um, for our Australian sides. We've got the final this week um, between the Crusaders and the Chiefs. Um, Canterbury really uh, showed their uh, their form on the weekend. Swainy, with no less than 13 injuries, they absolutely put a clinic on and smashed the Blues, didn't they? Unbelievable. Like, they just bared their teeth, didn't they? And it's just this Super Rugby title has got Crusaders win written all over it once again. There's no better team in the comp at the moment than the Chiefs, but the Crusaders just in the the crucial moments at the business end of the season, they absolutely tore the Blues to shreds who were full of all blacks. And, um, you know, you, you just have to think that, you know they've won they've won more titles than any other team, uh, mm. won more titles than any other team away from yeah. home in the finals, and yep. uh, and they could probably do it again this weekend in Hamilton. Yeah, Swaney uh, and boys, I'm uh, I'm, I'm a, a man look that looks at the form and uh, the Chiefs are two and zero with the Crusaders both home and away this year. So mm. there are some things around there that gives the Chiefs. A little bit of hope, I reckon, uh, and uh, you know, there's there's also the scenario of the uh, Razor Robinson going out in uh, in style, coming up against Clayton McMillan, who's uh, probably the next big thing in uh, in New Zealand coaching rugby, isn't he? Yeah, I agree with you, Casho. And Clayton McMillan, um, when you look at his um, coaching record at the moment in crunch games, he, he's up there with the best of them. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely some, um, you know, there's definitely arguments both ways. It'll be a fantastic final. Um, you know, I I think you watch the, the atmosphere that was at Hamilton on the weekend for the Brumbies game against the Chiefs that the cowboy bells back out. The only thing that was missing was the dude in the cherry picker with the chainsaw back in the day. Um, (laughs) they didn't have him, but, um, they, they did have What's that? The Mulu men, that's yeah, really the Mulu men, exactly. The, the cowbells, so the cowbells. Uh, yeah, cracking atmosphere. It should be a, a fantastic final, um, and it'll all be you know done and dusted by seven pm, just in time to to go to the pub and uh, and watch the women's ashes. Yeah, the uh, Brumbies um, were uh, pretty resilient right to the end, but just couldn't hang on, could they, Swaney? Yeah, that's right. And you know, you got to feel for the Brumbies. They they just were a little bit out fox in that last 10 minutes. They were brave. Um, you know, Tom Wright, who's had an unbelievable season, um, had probably one of his worst games of the year. You yeah. know, you, you feel for him. 
Um, but it was, you know, there was a few moments that really stood out as crucial moments. Uh, and then that last um, 10 minutes, Damien McKenzie just showed his class, didn't he? He was the architect of that try to Brody Retallick. Um, and uh, that was the ball game. Yeah, I uh, have to say that Tom Wright performance is such a bloody hell of the poor bloke. It was re- reminiscent of Ben Blair in the 2004 Super Rugby final, if you can remember yeah. that one. I've and been abs- hearing that, the comparisons to that, actually. Mate, it was the one that sticks out just as much as that. But anyway, uh, those those things happen. Um, and yeah, DMAC, he's probably, you'd have to say him and Moonga are probably one, two for the All Blacks. I don't know where Bowden fits in. Obviously, he'll, he'll make the squad, but. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of interest around that number ten position for the All Blacks, Casho. Yeah, very much so, and I think uh, I think it does underline the fact that big number tens win big games, and uh, mm. probably the, uh, the two or two of the better number tens in world rugby. And you got to uh, throw a, a, a bloke called Emil Entermac uh, yep. in, into the mix after that. Uh, after that top fourteen final on the, on 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 the weekend, wasn't that? What about that last? It was just an incredible game. But yeah, uh, yeah big number tens win the big ones. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, over here though, uh, Swaney will be very interested or intrigued rather about um, Eddie Jones as naming his first Test squad uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, I was. Uh, I actually had the the privilege of going down last week. I did record some stuff for. For Stan uh, last week, and I was at Camping Sanctuary Cove, and yeah, um, I, I, it's probably it has made the news since the the some of the names that were floating around um, yep. had a had a good yarn to Bernard Foley, um, who's back from Japan and and looking fit as a fiddle, um, and and I, I reckon there's just a little bit of hunger there as well from him, yep. um, so he's kind of the forgotten man, and we've all been talking about. Carter Gordon and Quade Cooper. I've got a ch- chance to chat to Quade as well. Um, yeah. But uh, Bernard is the um, forgotten man. And then there were, you know, guys from the Rebels squad that aren't even in the first team that were floating around. Lucan Salakai Lotto was there. There's, yeah. There was a lot of guys who – it felt like every fit player in Super Rugby who'd finished their season in Super Rugby was at Wallabies camp just to make up the numbers. It was one of those situations. Well, they had a training session today at the beach um, in Coogee and he picked out a few faces. I think I saw the likes of uh, Josh Kemeny, uh, Lockie Swinton, um, a few others. Uh, certainly, as you say, one of the guys have probably had a few weeks off now and uh, there's obviously probably most of the guys know that are going to be selected at who they are. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting, Cash, whether there's any bombshells. I think um, it's hard to see... Quaid, Foley, and probably Carter Gordon as your three tens, and um, who knows, you know, whether you know the likes of uh, Jake Gordon, Ben Donaldson, um, you know, Lola Co, those kind of guys will be in this first iteration. I think the nines and the tens and uh, some of the outside backs will pretty much uh, pick themselves, but uh, it's up front and uh, how he uses the uh, the overseas contingent. Uh, uh, I know I mentioned earlier about that top 14 final. So there was uh, Richie Arnold playing for uh, Toulouse and uh, and Will Skelton playing for La Rochelle. So a uh, couple of big units there. And uh, the way the international game is going, 
big is best, and uh, I think that's uh, that's the way Eddie's going to going to pick things. He's uh, he's not going to have too many lightweight second rowers, not too many lightweight eights or lightweight number sixes. Perhaps he might uh, he might uh, edge towards a Fraser McBride or or, or Michael Hooper at seven, but uh, we'll see how that pans out. But I think. Uh, Big units are, are there, and uh, it was good to see Angus Bell and also Taniola Tupo uh, apparently uh, uh, fit as fiddles. Very good. Well, uh, we'll all be very interested about that uh, squad announcement this weekend because it may have a knock-on effect to some of our club competitions. Um, let's get into the Round 11 action. Um, it was a round where all the home teams had a victory, uh, which has pretty much been a bit of a theme over the season. Most of the sides are pretty strong at home, and um, struggle a little bit on the road. Uh, we might start off with probably the most eye-catching performance of the week and a, and a real rumbling of one of the perennial powerhouses. Uh, Eastwood, uh, 50, defeated Hunter, 28 at TG Milner. Tane Edmed came straight into fly half, and um, it was a pretty tit-for-tat game um, early on. Um, Hunter really asserted their dominance at scrum time, uh, but by the end, uh, Eastwood really steamrolled them and... Uh, have to be has to be said. Eastwood just look a, a really big side now, and Palmer Fowl back in the centre, Swanee. That's a, a serious in, and he was a real handful on Saturday. Yeah, wasn't he? He he created so much. Uh, it's great to see him back. You know, he's thirty three or thirty four years of age now, so he's not he's not a spring chicken. But geez, he can still play, and he's a great athlete look. still, though. Geez, yeah, isn't he? And mm. and you know that's fantastic. Uh, for Eastwood, Edmed was back as well as you said. Um, uh, you know they, they they showed just really great skills. I thought yeah, like their handling did. was fantastic um, at times. Um, but yeah, Palmer Fowl, Isley, um, you know Lockie Albert played the house down. So did Dan Aller in in the you know the back three. Like they were just unreal. This Eastwood team it, and and they found a way to really. Um, I mean this Hunter team. Um, you know, they're more and their their pack is still a bunch of beasts and they still yeah. do a really good job and they, they still manage to make that work for themselves. But yeah. Eastwood found a way to beat them and, and play around that. And, yeah. um, you know, it was a really smart game plan and they executed it well. And, and you know, to be able to put the, the score on uh, Hunter that they did was, you know, 50-odd mm-hmm. points or whatever, that's pretty um, – yeah, it was 50-28 to 28 the final score. That's pretty handy. Yeah, it was very impressive, and until uh, Largy in the centres for Eastwood was uh, was absolutely outstanding. I thought a couple of tries there, and uh, the thing about Tane Edmed is uh, he's put on a lot of really good weight, and he looks very robust. So uh, mm. I think he's going to be a major player, depending on if he's pulled away from Australia A games or not for for the rest of the uh, the shoot shield. Yeah, I see what you mean with, with Edmund being a weight. He doesn't look big. He's, he's trim and ripped. So I, I agree with you there. Gosh, uh, obviously reaping the benefits of a professional program. But um, yeah, as you said, uh, committee to Elangi in the in the centres was a he played at Manly a couple of seasons ago, and uh, he's a seriously good athlete. And he obviously filling in for Knox Muliufi. He wasn't even there, so it's a freaking mighty background backline. Mm. And Daniel Ala, who who was as we discussed, is always a promising young prospect is is starting to shine now. So, yeah, Woody's um, maybe timed their run beautifully and uh, are looking really strong now as, as a club. It's funny how things can just turn really quickly. You know, last week or the week before the bye, they got 
pretty comprehensively beaten by uni and now you know all of a sudden a big result and everyone's uh raising their eyes and I think um, Hunter maybe starting to show a little bit signs of, you know, it's hard to maintain such a great start over a whole season. I guess, Wayne, a couple of injuries maybe coming to the fore and maybe he need to adjust their game plan a little bit away from just, you know, the tough stuff and playing the percentages. I think, uh, as East would show, you're going to have to have a, a few strings to your bow to go deep in this comp. Yeah, it felt a bit that way, didn't it? And, yeah. you know, I mean, Andrew Tawala still picks up two tries. Um Yep. You know, they've still got that big pack, but you're right. They just probably need to add a couple of strings to the bow. I think Connor Winchester still had a really good game, yeah. um, you know, but, you know, that that and, and they, they've got that a fairly consistent tight five, don't they, that do a really yeah. good job for them. But it's just, um, yeah, it feels like the rest of the comp are now just starting to work them out a little bit. So this is where, you know, really good coaches come to the come to the um, four and Bubba Coleman's a great coach. He'll I'm sure he'll be yep. able to adjust. Um, yep. So it's just going to take that that you know you've just got to just adjust your game plan at this time of the season a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and and you know come to the back end of the season with a few fresh ideas. Excellent. All right, Casha, you're at the game at North Sydney Oval where the Shawman got up North's twenty seven, two Blues nineteen. What were your observations? Well, it was uh, it was it was a fairly good effort from uh, from Norse, and it has has catapulted them to the uh, to the top of the table. You know that uh, you know the 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 actual uh, one to eight uh, one to ten really is quite uh, quite volatile in the in, in the shoot shield. So with that uh, uh, Manly being down by uh, Sydney Uni and uh, Norse winning, and then the Big Eastwood win, that's uh, that's pushed Norse uh, right to the top, but. Uh, Listen, it was uh, it, it was a, a, an, another fantastic performance from uh, from Jude Gibbs. They uh, they mm-hmm. kept uh, they kept the two blues very much uh, in their own half and uh, dictated things from there. And uh, uh, a couple of uh, good tries in, in in that first half. One of them set up by uh, by Harry Bury uh, was an absolute belter. The uh, the the, the first uh, five pointer of the game, so uh, that There's went to uh, I think. Jaroski, so the, uh, the 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 number eight, but uh, a very very strong performance. Norse uh, lineout worked well uh, for, uh, for 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 most of the afternoon, and uh, the the two blues had some uh, had some had some real go about them. They had Damani the Dolo on one wing. They had the uh, the Tongan number n- number fifteen at, at, at the back. Uh, the nine and ten, the Sui Sui brothers, and uh, and then by uh, uh, was uh, was was there at number eight. So there was there was certainly no no lack of talent there, but uh, they didn't really click into gear until uh, late in the game, where they scored uh, two late tries. So that's uh, that that's how it uh, it got so close, twenty seven nineteen. Norse had it pretty well wrapped up with ten minutes to go, and uh, and uh, then uh, the two blues. Uh, the two blues uh, came a calling uh, after that, so I just get the feeling with the two blues they're going to cause some havoc uh, in the at, at the back end of the season. So whether they can make the uh, the playoffs is yet to be seen, but we'll we'll see what how, how that transpires over the next uh, couple of work weeks. Yeah, yes. it was um, go on twenty. I was going to say they've got twelve bonus points. The two blues, don't they? So oh, no. you know, they again come away with a bonus point, um, four wins. You know, with which could be plenty more. Um, so they're not far. Can I away. just say? Can I just stop with this, Swanee? They really should have had two. Uh, Sue, Sue, I had that kick. 
He was only 10 metres off the right stick. And yeah. that game should have been 27-21. And it was yeah. a bad, bad <laughs> yeah. point miss. And there really was also a forward pass to Namani Nadolo down the left edge just before half time that uh, ended up being quite quite uh, right. quite critical. It was uh, it was flat. Uh, some it looked good. Forward. I thought it looked pretty good, but I, the camera angle was favourable, and it doesn't help Swaney in the second half that Cameron scored off the most forward pass you've ever seen yeah, from correct. Nathan Russell. Crikey, well, it's, a Mark, what, it was, it's a Mark Ellis special. It was. It was. Yeah, <laughs> the camera angle. Doesn't oh, lie, does it? I'll tell you right. what, Seb Cameron, is he is he emerged from the North Sydney Oval turf yet after Namani Nandolo buried him? Um, oh, he literally put his head like six feet under the turf by running into him. Um, you know, oh. got back up and obviously scored a pretty good try. But, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a bit of a moment watching them, big Nems wind up. Yeah, yeah. I thought Norse defence, apart from leaking those late tries, which uh, Zach will probably be a little bit disappointed about, was was pretty much really good across the game there, uh, Casho. And that's, probably... uh, yeah, you're right there, Berger. That's probably been the most consistent part of their game all season. They're, they've been very connected in defence, and mm-hmm. you know there's a, there's a real work ethic there. So uh, yep. you know, uh, Margan, James Margan, pulled off a a huge hit on uh, on on one of the two blues second rowers about uh, ten metres out, but sort of turned a, a, another way back. So uh, yeah, they uh, they revel in their defence, which is good to see because that's the sort of stuff that uh, keeps you alive in the playoffs. Okay, moving over to Kuji, where Ramick uh, just continued to impress uh, across the board. Uh, they're now top of the club champs. I think they took all grades off Gordon. Um, yeah, really impressive. Gordon did have a good start in this one. Um, went out to a 14-0 lead, but Wick scored three tries uh, like a flash before half time. Sort of went tit for tat after that. But um, Ramick again just showed a, a bit too much class. Uh, ben Dowling, I'm really impressed with Jaden Blake, the outside centre. Um, Cody Milne, uh, yeah, just really good performance. They're just uh, they're humming at the moment. The Wick Swaney. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, I, I find them really – they're actually really enjoyable to watch when they get it yep. wide. They, yeah. They're, they're, they're sort of, you know, they're back three, they're, they're outside backs uh, just in general, and Kobe Milne as well, um, just to watch a, a great – you know, they, they counterattack so beautifully. They scored that fantastic counterattacking try um, on the weekend uh, against – Yeah, um, it was a great yeah, try. Yeah, it was against Gordon and, and – you know, they, they backed it up with some pretty good mall defence. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether we're going to mention refereeing on the on the weekend much in this podcast, but there were some moments where I thought Gordon had scored and, you know, or, or were, you know, on a, on, on a bit of a heater with their mall and mm. it didn't quite go their way. So, but... Yeah. Um. You got to. You got to. You know. You got to take it at face value. Ramwick did a really good job defending that. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, there was multiple opportunities for Gordon to to score from their malls, and and they didn't. Mm. No. Um, no, they did, so and they did seem to have the ascendancy at the mall and at, indeed scrum time. So Ramwick did well to sort of uh, negate that, didn't they? Yeah. And and no. Um. You know, Gordon. You know, they they didn't have the missing McGregor. They lost their their second choice ten uh, at training on Thursday night, and they didn't have mm. big John Akawala as well. So, 
um, yeah, it's it's one that one that got away for Gordon, unfortunately. It's it's one of those classic Randwick performances over the years, isn't it, uh, Burjo? You know, that's that's the sort of stuff. You know, they they might get dished up occasionally at the scrum, maybe even at the lineout, but uh, yeah, they still managed to manufacture something, and that's uh, that's what they did right throughout the afternoon. And uh, the way they moved that ball around was just yeah. uh, fantastic to see. Benny Houston, I thought, did some uh, great stuff, and also Nick Chan in the centres, I thought, was uh, was very very strong. Yeah, it's um, it's good to see like the, the ball is singing around Coogee Oval, and you know historically that's what uh, Ramick Rugby was built on, as we all know. And seems like there's a really nice um, crowd and uh, a big following of juniors that get down to that uh, Eastern Touchline every week. It's nice seeing the reactions on the TV because uh, they're being treated to some great rugby there, Swanee. Yeah, you you saw when they scored that fantastic. Uh, yep. Try near the back end of the game. All the kids were, were cheering loving and jumping it. up and Absolutely down in the background. It. Yep. It's, uh, it's great to watch. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, Randwick rugby culture, those two words come hand in hand, don't they? So, um, yeah, it was great to see. All humming nicely over at Randwick. All right. Um, I was at University Oval for the students' win over the Marlins. University Is this where we talk about the referee? No, <laughs> University 21, Manly 17. Um, look, the referee, um, I, I don't want to rip referees, but, uh, yeah, look, I, I think on reflection he'll say he probably didn't have his best game, and that's okay. Happens to all of us. I've had plenty of crap games, probably more crap ones than good ones. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say he was anywhere uh, advantageous to either side. It was just... Kept getting in the way, Swain. He kept standing between nine and ten. So have I don't, seen, know, if, I don't know if he wanted a few first touches, uh, you know, or hits off the ruck. I don't know what was going on, but we were going. <laughs> the whole crowd at one point was just going, "Get out of the way!" <laughs> have you seen the vision? There's actually a, a still photo yeah. of, a, of a uni player holding on to the ref. He must right. have thought it was a manly player because he was wearing the Brisbane. He was, um, he was wearing blue. The Brisbane referees kit, yeah. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, it was a frustrating day in terms of didn't really know which way the P was going to go and I think both sides got a bit frustrated by that. But, look, anyway, university started really well. They were clearly up for this one. Um, Their second grade absolutely towed us up. They were brilliant. Looks like they've got a really strong top squad maybe. Uni maybe got a pretty sort of similar standard across their ones and twos, which can happen in programs. And then sort of um, Manly weren't too happy with their first half, came out and played much better in the second. It went right to the wire. Um, you know, Manly had a five-metre driving mall opportunity that, that Uni negated. Referee said he saw a knock-on that our player said he didn't. Anyway, that was full-time and game over. And, uh, look, it was, a good, it was a good game, a good tight game. Um, probably could have gone either way towards the end. Manly definitely finishing on top, but uh, Uni left some tries out there. Like Clooney's Ross had a had a tried uh, kick runaway sort of um, towed it through to our try line and you know dropped it cold. You know, it's and then he had an intercept uh, not long after that, which he dropped cold. And he's a killer, as we know. It, that was very sort of rare. One of them sort of was blatantly offside, so we're calling for a bit of karma, but. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting afternoon in the stands. Uh, the, the big Marlins chant went up with uh, the last play, and then the knock on, and then the uni uni chant came, and then we all told each other what we thought of each other, and we all went home. 
one of one of the um, one of the great try savers from Big Justin Mataelli. Brilliant. Um, in the fifteenth yeah. minute, go back and yeah. if you if you're watching on the old Stan Sport replay, go back on demand, go to the fifteenth minute and watch that try saver yeah. by the big lock from Manly. It was one of the best I've seen. Yeah. In terms of uh, standout players, I thought Jack Lloyd, the Welsh number ten for Uni, looks a very tidy player. Um, Strang's back and Henry Robertson came off the bench, so they got plenty of depth at halfback. Um, I feel like the core of this uni side starting to rumble nicely, and there's some word around that they'll be getting quite a few back. So uh, I think the Empire is stirring, Casho. Yeah, yeah. The, the the other one that stood out for me from uh, from the vision that I've seen was the manly number twelve, oh. Fowler. He just he just continues to put up uh, performances that are uh, absolutely outstanding. You know, good running angles. Uh, good in defence. Uh, he's, yep. he's a real asset for the Marlins. He's, he's been our best back this year by a mile. Him, Hunter Ward and, and Barnabas have been the man, these big three players for sure. Offer's been fantastic, scored a great try and uh, was a good battle uh, with him and Kennywell. And, uh, yeah, um, good game. Manly disappointed. Uni be very happy. Um, but uh, we move on into the next game, which was up at Rat Park, and the Raddies um, have got a win. Good on them. Ringer 29, West Harbour 24. Um, Loosey-goosey sort of a game. Um, I do like the look of Young Townsend at 10, though, Swanee. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, look, it was a a it was a crack, cracking game, wasn't it, in the end? Uh, very entertaining one. Um, you know, they having Sam Ward back playing for the Rats uh, and, and paying tribute to his brother. Uh, yeah. It meant a lot to a lot of a lot of the, the players up there, that, that win. Um, Absolutely. And, you, you, yeah, again, um, you've got to feel for, for West Harbour. Like, they just... Oh, man. They just can't get it right, can they? They just can't come oh, away man. with a win. They they no. look like they're going to win. And then yeah. they, they clutch defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, they really do. They really and, do. And, you know, it, it was – it probably came down to ruthlessness a bit. Like, mm. like rats just took those ruthless moments a little bit better. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you could feel for the big tree because uh, that's one that he would have loved dearly. Yeah, absolutely. There at, uh, at Rat Park. Um, and, you know, it, it, this West Harbour team, they're really not far away and – Again, they're another team that you look at their position on the ladder and, you know, their, their points and it doesn't reflect the talent in that team. No. But, Casho, uh, for the Rats, I thought with Townsend at 10, they were able to get Mar and that wider channel playing like a second 5-8 and just looked like the attack was um, in much better shape. Yeah, yeah. I think Townsend's obviously got a better kicking game than uh, the Benny Maris. He, he he needs to he needs to run into space. He needs to yep. run into gaps, and that's uh, that, that's that's what he was able to do over the weekend, wasn't it? Uh, but um, yeah, it uh, it was great to see Rory Sutter there, who has been away for a couple of years. I think he's been in Japan or Italy, perhaps. I think yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, he was back there, and good to see him that he he came on with the number twenty three on his uh, on his back and. Uh, and got that uh, that critical try because it was uh, one hell of a game and uh, a lot of emotion there, obviously there on uh, 
on uh, that particular day for uh, everyone associated with the rats. Yeah, great day for the for the ratties, given uh, the Lockie War Memorial. Never forget that year in 2017. I was certainly involved with Manly at the time, and uh, it was yeah, big news in the community. And it's awesome for the rats to honour his memory with it with a big and much needed win. Hopefully. Um, get a bit of confidence going towards the back end of the year. Certainly, maybe for a few of these teams, it's uh, start a new leaf with the, after the buy round. So they've started well. Uh, another team also uh, in the winner's circle this week, Eastern Suburbs had a big win over Southern Districts. East 38, South 19. Um, bit of a flashback. Archie King pulling the strings um, for the Beasties, maybe in the absence of uh, young Bowen. But... Um, had a pretty tidy game there, Casho, unleashing his backs uh, on Southern Districts. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a um, uh, lot of skill in, in in the work that he was able to do uh, right through right throughout the afternoon. But there's uh, there's a lot of fresh faces in this uh, in this yeah. side. So I think it's one of those betting down years. Uh, you know, they they haven't really uh, been able to keep together the same fifteen for more than one, maybe uh, maybe two weeks, but. Uh, yeah, East, uh, East got out of the blocks uh, quite early and they're up uh, 17-0 at uh, one stage. Oh, hang on, they went 22-24-0 before, uh, before yep. uh, South uh, got, got, on, the, uh, got on, on the scoreboard with a, with a try from, uh, from Thomas Gibbs. So, uh, and then, uh, then after that, you know, the, 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 uh, the game was gone, really. It was, uh, it, it was Easts and uh, they, they just kept going uh, uh, point for point, basically, didn't they? Yeah, it was a good try to Thomas uh, for South, but I think the damage was well and truly done by uh, Eastern Suburbs. I think East uh, probably going to be a bit unlucky with the availability of their two-star halves or be on uh, 20s duty, I guess, uh, Swaney. Yeah, uh, that, that's going to really hurt them. Um, mm. Archie King did a good job on the weekend, mind you. He but did, yeah. I, I think... I think um, yeah, that they're probably going to be a little bit unlucky in that situation. I think they'll probably still get back the likes of what Will Harris, um, yep. Archer Holtz, Charlie Gamble, yeah. maybe as well. Maybe, yeah. So you know that's that's some pretty handy, um, that's some pretty handy players to come back. You know, they're, they're what they've got twenty two points on the ladder at the moment, mm. so they're twelve points out of the top six. You know, can they? Have they left their run a little bit late? That's probably the, the question. And uh, uh, boys, yeah. the availability of all those players too. It's probably probably going to become a little bit clearer early next week after after Eddie's had had first pick because after that he'll have some indication of what the next uh, what the next uh, flush of uh, Wallaby contenders is uh, because they've got a they've got a game in Tonga on I think uh, middle of July and. Uh, and perhaps even at that barbarian site that's been spoken of, they're, they're actually going to be based in uh, in Europe for, uh, for for a month or so, leading up to the uh, leading up to the Rugby World Cup. So, you yeah. know, some of the availability of, of guys like that, you know, uh, of uh, Donaldson and guys like that is uh, is going to be uh, very interesting to watch. Yeah, I think. Um the clubs that have got more representative players, the higher odds you're going to get a couple of them, you know. I, I think uh, that's the reality. I, I know Uni have lined up to get quite a few big-name players if they're, they're not in Wallaby commitments. I saw Matt Phillip in the grandstand uh, at Uni on the weekend. I heard he was keen for a game, um, you know, players like that. And then, you know, 
usual suspects. Well, Ramick probably would get a Donaldson if he's not um, not in Wallaby's camp. And then, yeah, it's just it's just hard to see, you know. I mean, Langy Gleeson, I think, is injured at the moment. Does he come back through injury through club footy? Maybe. Might get a game with his brother. It'd be nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, obviously, Uni, Ramwick, Eastwood, um, Gordon, maybe, uh, East. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be clubs that'll benefit more than others. Um, but I think it's certainly just going to be a, a week-to-week proposition. Um, looking at the table, it is <laughs> so tight. North's out in front by a singular point over Manly and Hunter. Um from Manly down to Uni in seventh, every team has got a one-seven loss four. It's just, it's just, just like last year. It's just fascinating. Everyone's um, in and out of form. Yet nobody has won more than four games on the trot. North are on four coming into the the derby against Gordon this weekend. Casher, which will give you a few nerves, but um, yeah, it's just. Momentum changes and, you know, confidence. You know, what does a win for the Rats last weekend do to their confidence? Can they go on a row? You just don't know. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, great to, it's great to unfold, isn't it, uh, Kasia? Yeah, very much so. And, Berger, you, you, uh, you sent us a, a text on, uh, on Monday, I think it was, saying that uh, Norse have hit the, uh, the four-game ceiling, which no Ooh. team's been yeah, able to <laughs> No team's been able to push through and uh, have five on the trot. So uh, no. that's an interesting scenario. And uh, anyway, records are there. I'm hosting the Andrews on Friday, Casho, so I might keep that stat to myself. Yes, that's right. Oh, so, well, that's probably why the bloody Marlins lunch is a bit low. It's on Friday too. Oh, there you go. Hey, we're competing. Well, so I'd, I'd come for a post um, – a post-lunch beer, but you'd have to come down to the Stain Hotel if you want to do that. Is Big Shawnee MCing at Manly or oh, it'd be uh, Westy, wouldn't it? I think Westy's got the gig, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going. Not cheap and cheerful, but, you know, keep me an in-house. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, yeah, uh, it should be a good one. I've got Darren Coleman uh, having a chat, so we'll do a bit of a debrief on the season and, uh, yeah, just uh, talk about the season to date, I guess. Before we go, let's just uh, Sydney Rugby Union have released the uh, the mid season contenders for the uh, for the catch pole. So uh, just just mm. let me run through them quickly. Andrew Tuala, Hunter, Archie Gavin, Easts, Archie Hoskins, Southern Districts, Ben Pollock, Gordon, Connor Winchester, Hunter, Donnie Freeman, Hunter, Hunter Hannaford, West Harbour, Jack McGregor, Gordon, James Luff, Gordon, uh, John Aquilar. Gordon, Jude Gibbs, Norse, Michael Isley, Nick Murray, Hunter, Otto Masui, uh, West Sydney, Paddy Tag at Sydney Uni, Prez Defuga, West Harbour, Tristan Foley at Gordon, and of course, the number seven from Manly, Zach Barnabas. So, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, mix, isn't it? Yeah, so that's coach's vote now, isn't it? it used to be referee. That's right, three, three two, one. They're. Uh, are uh, uh, chasing up some of the uh, coaches' votes uh, late last week. So uh, Sydney Rugby Union were able to release this, not in any particular order, I, I must add. But, uh, yeah, there's some there's some good contenders there, three from Hunter, and we've got um, five from Gordon. So it yeah, wow. probably reflects the, uh, the early season form, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see how those... Uh... 
name shake up. Maybe we could have a few bolters, but um, fair enough. We'll uh, wait to see when that one gets announced towards the end of the season. But um, excellent stuff. Thank you for that, Casho. And gentlemen, I'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Thank you.